And the establishment says, Kambuga Shakamunda, Kunga Kingo, Buga Laka, Buga Black, 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 Black. Welcome to the first episode of the XFL InfoWars show. My name is Greg James, and for about the next half hour, we're going to sit down and uh, talk about the week that was in the XFL. And we are not going to be going over the games, because the games were great, but we're going to go over everything else that happened surrounding the league. Basically, we're going to talk about the business of the XFL. So before we begin, let me explain why I'm calling it the XFL InfoWars show. Not because I'm an Alex Jones fan, but because, hey, let's face it, all the other XFL podcasters out there, most of them, um, are very much homers. So for lack of a better better reasoning, I am not big into rah-rah stuff. I am 55, I am retired, and I am old enough to have seen countless leagues come and go and fail, and none of them seem to learn the lessons from the past. And, hey, we had a great week of great weekend of football. Excellent football. Yeah, a little sloppy here and there, but generally, when it comes to spring football, hey, I was pleased. And we all want more. We all want more football, and that's something that I think, no matter if you're an XFL fan or you are USFL fan or a CFL fan, of which I'm a fan of all three, that's what we all want. So my goal on this show for the next about the next ten weeks is not to rip on the XFL, not at all. I'm a critic of the XFL. I've been a critic from the first iteration in terms of how it began, how it fell, the business plans. You know, I've seen, like I said, I'm 55. I've seen countless leagues come and go, and none of them seem to have learned the lessons from the past. So with that said, there's also something that's new here in 2023 that we didn't have in 20 let's say 2001, and that is the Twitter echo chamber and followed it quite a bit. Like I said, I am in Japan. So my, when I watch football games or read about football games, it's completely on a different, y'all are asleep there in North America when I'm up. So been doing a lot of reading as well as watching, not only reading what's on Twitter. And again, I'm reading an echo chamber, for XFL fans and everybody is positive about the, about the league and they should be because it was a good product put out good, good games. There was really on the field. There was nothing really to complain about. And those people who complained about stuff on the field yeah, they were nitpick nitpicking the XFL doesn't matter if it was the first version or the second version are actually all these other leagues that have played in spring have always come up with great ideas which the NFL ultimately has adopted. So expect uh, the NFL in the next couple of years to be adopting quite a few of the innovations that the XFL is bringing about. But there's that other part of it where I think fans of the XFL are very unrealistic and aren't quite seeing the forest for the trees here. So where to start? So let's talk about the first thing I woke up 
to this morning. Now, mind you, I'm on the opposite side of the earth. So I get the news either later or before everybody over there. So the first thing I looked at on my Twitter feed this morning, and if you have not followed me, I am at XFL America, InfoWars at XFL America. And from there, you can find my other America channels, um, at America Gridiron, at CFL America, at USFL America. And when the USFL comes about, we're going to do, I'm going to be doing, I, I should say, there's no we in this. It's just me, unfortunately, my computer, and a whole lot of football books and football memorabilia surrounding me. Going to be doing a USFL and football show too. So with that said, so I opened up my Twitter account this morning. As soon as I woke up, saw Mike Mitchell, uh, who is, is, is spring football reporters and insiders go, I do like Mike. I think he is very fair and objective. He's not a homer. He reports the facts and he lets you interpret them and uh, very fair at reporting. So just a shout out to Mike. I know Mike's probably not listening, but hey, if you happen to know him, just let him know, hey, I like his stuff. And him and I have had disagreements in the past when it comes to certain news organizations and podcasters in terms of their objectivity but I've always liked Mike, so uh, he's always been fair and objective and yeah, understanding in my point of view, too. So, well, with that said, so let's talk about uh, the TV ratings. TV ratings sucked when compared to last go around. Now, it's only week one. You know, are the ratings going to improve? Well, based on history, and that's something else about this podcast that you won't get elsewhere, um, the historian perspective. I am a member of the Pro Football Researchers Association. I do host the From the 55-Yard Line podcast over on the Sports History Network. So I have a sense of history. I've seen all these leagues come and go, starting with the World Football League as a kid and just continuing on. So let me go back to what I was saying about the, the ratings. Uh, yeah, the ratings, the ratings were good in the sense that they were great CFL numbers. And I'm not knocking my favorite league, the CFL, on this one. But the ratings were down considerably from where they were in 2020. Now, the reason for that, well, there's a lot of reasons for that. Marketing. The marketing, let's just talk about the marketing and the ratings. There wasn't really much marketing that I saw or know of or knew of. But then again, with that said, I'm on the other side of the earth. So I'm not seeing quite what everybody is seeing. However, this much I do know. This league has been marketed from day one towards fans who are towards young, middle-aged, male, white wrestling fans who are fans of the old league. And, you know, that's understandable because that's going to be your base. But the problem is, is in order for this league to grow, it's got to go beyond, it's got to go beyond the guys that, just want more football, want more spring football. It's got to step outside the box. It has to adopt, take the playbook from the NFL of the NFL play 60. You're going to need kids. You're going to need women. You're going to need minorities. You're going to need, you need a lot more than just the, the, the Zoa drinking wrestling fan who loves the rock, worships the rock, believes everything the rock tells them. And I'm not, saying that the rock's a bad businessman or a bad guy hey i like black adam it was a great movie it failed though and when it comes to this like i think the expectations 
I think people's expectations are a bit high. And, you know, because a lot of us have been through this before. In many ways, this opening weekend kind of felt to me like the AAF. Now, I'm not saying that the, the XFL is the AAF. I think all of us can agree that there is a solid financial foundation that this current league is built on. But the expectations were high then. So I guess what I'm trying to say is just because the ratings were great doesn't necessarily mean that that I'm sorry, not because the ratings were over a million weren't that great compared to last year. I'm sorry, in 2020. But a million the ratings weren't that great, I guess is what I'm trying to say. So the problem with the ratings is is Every time we've been here before, the ratings have gone down, at least from my experience with the XFL and, and seeing these other leagues. There's a case to be made for the USFL, the, the second version, that, you know, ratings, you know, ratings were good, and especially towards the end. So I think from last year's UF, USFL experiment, I think that, as I, as I posted, I think on Twitter, I, I said to somebody, um, the, the XFL, the current version, is trending up. So I don't necessarily think that, you know, the ratings are going to go down, but history has shown us that usually ratings go down. So, and let's talk about attendance. Um, attendance, obviously, to me, hey, th those were solid numbers, but those were solid rookie league numbers. CFL numbers. The CFL, usually on a weekend, but you, you get four games on a weekend. Yeah, that's about what you're going to average for a CFL game. I mean, usually your San Antonio crowds are your crowds that you say get in Winnipeg or Saskatchewan or um, even possibly Ottawa and Hamilton. So I'm not really getting too hung up on the attendance numbers, but I do think that, you know, it's always bad optics when you have an empty stadium, but we live in a day and age where, let's face it, watching a football game is a lot easier going to a, you don't have to go to a game anymore actually you get a better a game experience sitting at in your living room with your 56 inch tv and you're not sitting in the elements and you're you know kind of getting it all so not really too hung up on the attendance but you know i don't think the attendance was anything to shout about so obviously whether you know well obviously one one team played in a dome and you've got a lot of these teams in the south so Hopefully, with the weather improving as we march into spring here, we'll see an uptick in attendance. I'm not expecting it, but it would be nice to see. So attendance is always an issue. And then when it comes to just the general, going back to what I was saying, the general marketing of this 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 league, um, I saw it many, many times on social media where I think a lot of people just got tired of seeing The Rock on TV. Obviously, he's the face of, for lack of a better term, the face of the franchise, the face of the league. But, you know, listen, I, I don't care. I don't care. Just show me football. Just play the game. I, You know, the stories. And football is a lot about stories. It, it's, you know, the reason why we all love NFL films, or we love the NFL is because of NFL films, because of the stories that were generated, because of the narrative, because of John Facenda, because of the magic of Steve Sable. And I know they're trying in a way to kind of recapture that for, for the 21st century crowd. But, you know, I don't know. So it just to me, it seemed too much. And the whole marketing with Zoa 
and the pushing. It just, it seems to me, at least in week one, it was a giant commercial for the rock. And, you know, I wouldn't, would not have been shot. I mean, I don't know why, why they did not delay the opening of black Adam until this weekend. Cause this weekend would have been a perfect marketing opportunity to push a movie that not only he's in a superhero movie he's in, but also to push drinks and so on and so forth. So those are my thoughts on the XFL with, with week one. Week two, obviously. Now, right now, it is Thursday in Japan, so it means it's Wednesday night. It's Thursday morning in Japan. It's Wednesday night there. So we've got the game with Seattle, the, the game at Seattle coming up here tomorrow. And, uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens with week two. We've only seen half the markets with attendance, so we'll see what the other half brings. And, uh, yeah, hopefully it, uh, hopefully it works out. So with all that said, that is just kind of my thoughts here as to week one. And like I said, it's, I'm calling this the XFL info war show, because I'm going to be honest with you. There's a lot of positive spin out there on, but nobody's looking at this critically saying, okay, yeah, it's great, but you know, okay, great. You had a great week one. Okay. But now what? Everybody is wrapped up in their own little echo chambers and they don't see, you know, maybe I'm just too old or too much of a critic um, to, to be positive, but I've seen these things come and go and you've got your XFL news sites out there that are just pushing, you know, very, you know, very, very pro and, you know, that's, that's fine. I mean, I read them all the time. XFL newsroom is my favorite news site. Um, there are other podcasters and other news sites out there that uh, get too much into conspiracy talk for my taste, but you know, the folks at XFL newsroom do a great job and they're positive about the league. And yes, I'm going to be honest with you. Some of them are, fr- you know, they're friends of mine. They do a great job, but I don't work for them. And, you know, I'm here to tell you, I'm here to tell everybody that when it comes to, to writing about this league, um, y'all, and I'm just, I'm talking about everybody. Y'all need to take a, take a little step back sometimes and just go, okay, that's great. But then start asking the hard questions. Okay. What's going to happen when, you know, okay, what's going to happen down the road? How do we get kids hooked into this? I mean, there's so many opportunities for this league to succeed and the whole issue of a video game. That's still kind of my big push. I'm 55 years old and I still play video games. There's no video game yet. But then again, the CFL doesn't have a video game. The NFL has gained new fans by having a video game. So hopefully we're going to see a lot of these questions addressed in the future. And by addressed, meaning, hey, hopefully we're going to see an XFL video game soon. I do know there is an XFL video game coming here to for those fans for for those people who are old enough to remember Tecmo Bowl there's a Tecmo version Tecmo Bowl version for the XFL coming here hopefully in short order so well listen I have rambled on long enough here in Japan and I just wanted to get my thoughts out and just introduce myself to those who have not heard me before on the Sports History Network or on Gridiron Japan or on the Gridiron Japan podcast, where I co-host that show. That's my thoughts for week one here on XFL InfoWars. And uh, is and the reason why I've named it is uh, not that I'm a fan of Alex Jones. Uh, XFL today was taken, and 
so were a few other titles. So I thought, no, XFL InfoWars, that one sounds good. And uh, not that I'm going to sit here in my office and rant and rave like a lunatic. But with that said, hey, you know, a lot of times, you know what? For as crazy as Alex Jones is, sometimes he would ask a question going, hmm, never thought about it that way. And so that's what I'm hope, hoping to uh, generate. Just generate a dialogue, generate ideas, and not taking everything that the league is saying at face value. Because, you know, we if you remember when the AAF came about, there was a lot of, a lot of bravado, a lot of we're going to make this, and it, it, and it failed. Now, obviously, XFL 2.0 didn't work ended midway through for reasons beyond everybody's control. But, you know, honestly, do you think Vince McMahon was going to stick with it all the way through? Come on. I mean, we saw what he has done. Not only did, not only did he do with the first XFL, but what he's done in the profe- with wrestlers. He discards wrestlers left and right. And, um, you know, not the most, from what I know, know of, just by what I have read in the media, not the not, not the businessman that you wanna you wanna do business with. So, so with all that said, hey, this is Greg James with uh, XFL Infowars signing off. And for those of you who like this, you know, please like and subscribe. Um, the podcast is available pretty much everywhere you can get a podcast. Right now, now nah, I'm not going to do YouTube channel. I always like to joke uh, with my wife saying, I have the the face for radio and uh, we're going to keep it audio for a while um, hopefully here in the next com- week or two we're going to have some guests coming on hopefully have folks from xfl newsroom come on talk about the xfl talk about their reporting see, hearing what they have to say and um, others who um, have an interest in in the xfl and also have some insight and it's not just reporters i also want to talk to fans people have been around historians and um I do take a very historical look when it comes to approach and look when it comes to leagues like this, because there is so much that has been learned in the past or so much that's been learned in the past that people fail to look back on and, and read and learn from too many times. AAF, the XFL, none of them really did their homework when it came to those leagues didn't look back at the World Football League. Obviously, didn't look back at the first USFL to see wh- where that failed. But hey, you know who knows, man. I, I do have when before this uh, this season kicked off with the XFL. I looked at it, looked at the product, I go, hmm, got a good feeling about this. So, and I still do. But you know, time will tell. But you know, for those out there who are listening that are fans, but you know, it's okay to be skeptical. It's also it's okay to ask questions it's okay to you know say okay but what if why and uh that's my issue when it comes to the social media sphere with the xfl too many guys out there drinking zoa saying but the rock you know what that just doesn't cut it for a guy like me who is a retired probation officer and also a retired intelligence officer with the navy um just you know basing my you know it's okay to believe, but it's also okay to ask questions and be skeptical. So with that said, hey, this is Greg James signing off here, and I do appreciate you listening. And uh, please like and subscribe if, um, not only to the podcast, but also to my Twitter feed. And uh, I do like my dank memes. I do like my salty um, 
sarcastic, um, a bit snarky humor. So if you like all that, hey, please like and please uh, follow me on Twitter. And we shall be talking to you very soon. Thank you very much for listening. Bye-bye. I don't like them putting chemicals in the water that turn the freaking frogs gay. Do you understand that? Turn the freaking frogs gay. Serious crap. Gay. Frogs freaking frogs. It's not funny. I'm going to say it real slow for you. Gay. Frogs. Place boys.